Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. I'm John. Welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. You're goddamn right. And to keep us <laughs> positive... Right. And that's it. <laughs> to keep us positive, we've decided to make this a drinking game. Mm. So mm. anytime we say anything negative at all, any negative thing... Anything. Even, even if we're arguing. <laughs> yeah, especially if we're arguing. <laughs> You're going to hear this sound. That sound means we Ooh. need to take a drink and we hope you drink along with us. So pour yourselves a glass. We're going to be uh, in total chaos tonight. We really didn't plan this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, boys. Pre-show <laughs> pre shot. Ooh. We're making it up as we go along. I'm All starting, right. uh, you guys, I'm starting, I'm taking uh, some training in transcendental meditation this week. Nice. And I got an email on Friday that was basically like, make sure not to drink. Or do any uh. drugs for 14 days before the beginning of your training. Isn't that just, sli isn't that just sleeping, sitting up? I do that at work all the time. <laughs> Two <laughs> weeks before. Do I Two lie weeks. to their face? Yeah. <laughs> you anyway. find the cool ones and then afterwards be like, hey, I have this uh, podcast. That's how much you guys, you guys mean to me. I'm sacrificing. Wait, so are you going to be teaching training. it or is this just for your own personal practice? For me, for practice. Okay, yes. cool. All yeah. right. So anyway. friends, let's drink. <laughs> <laughs> With that, guys, this is going to have some fun today. For anybody, for all of our amazing followers who have been following along to our summer blockbuster face-off, where we have been taking the highest grossing summer movie of every year from 1980 until 2019, plus Stars and Jaws, the two that kind of kick-started the whole summer That's blockbuster. Star Wars and Jaws. Craze. Yeah. What did I say? Stars. <laughs> you're you're a resident evil 2 villain <laughs> stars stars and jaws um your tricks and your wars <laughs> so we are taking the highest grossing summer blockbuster of every year and we battled them off one by one so we went 1980 against 1981 1982 against 1983 only one could advance we have now gotten to the point where we have talked about all of these movies except so we are entering round two, two and three so what we are going to do today, if you're doing the math, you might notice in the past 30 years plus two divided by two, you get it. Well, that's 16. Fuck it. It just doesn't matter. We have an odd number. No, it's 40 movies. Okay, sorry. 40 plus two divided by two, 21. We actually have 22. Do the fucking math yourselves, people. Is it 23? It doesn't matter. Maybe we have say, so, our bracket is wonky. Our bracket is wonky. So what we are doing, so this is going to require some focus, people. What we are doing is we are taking a randomizer to our bracket so instead of going 80s 90s to you know like anybody else would have done we are randomizing all of our choices so that this round here we're going to get it down to about 16 or so and, and then next week and i can we're gonna tell you now it down we're going to gonna regret that we're going to regret it <laughs> yeah this is going to be tough this is going to be tough not tough for you listeners tough for us having to de decide between I don't know, Top Gun versus Revenge of the Sith or Jurassic Park versus Mission Impossible, uh, The Incredibles versus Back to the Future. Just to tease a couple that we have coming up. Crazy, crazy, Incredibles 2, that is, against Back to the Future. So anyway, we are going to do this head-to-head, -head, talk about all these summer movies. So we hope you listen. We hope you pay attention. And we hope you join the battle at home, drinking, getting mad at yourselves. Engage with us because, again, next week you're going to hear us get down to eight. And then we're going to do in about Labor Day, I think. Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. We're going to conclude this summer series with the, deci the decisive episode yeah. to decide what is the greatest 
summer blockbuster of all time. Summer blockbuster. Expect crying, expect swearing. And if you guys want to start to say in advance, fuck you guys. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Anything you two want to say uh, before we get into our first uh, series here? Any news or anything? Well, I had had a little uh, uh, union guys are back at the table, which is good news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That is great news. Yeah. Um, We'll see how that's going to go. The Writers Guild and the producers. Yeah. 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 I read an article that said that they left initially on friday night so this was like last week when they first met last friday not this past friday the week before and they walked away and then at some point in this past week the producers came back and said all right we're willing to negotiate beyond what we what we had said on friday night which yeah. apparently was a reoffering of kind of where they left off previously they probably got a phone um, call so from like scorsese and christopher nolan and all honestly we got to get these people back to work yeah. for the right price yeah. let's fucking make that money oh I jeff, saw, saw, jeff share that money they're making that money anyway dave did we talk about it last week we, the thing you shared with us about the vfx we did mention it right Sorry, uh we, we have mentioned that that was yeah things. we have mentioned okay. that that was on the cards there was a rumor that they were doing it yes they have um a certain vfx companies uh didn't list which have filed a petition to unionize okay because so that's, with, that's, that's happens, a vote a vote to unionize yeah What's so exciting about that? Exciting. What's so real about that is that that would put a squeeze on both ends of the pipeline. And that could create an incentive in well, a way I mean, that they're not forced to think about shows right now, shows and movies that have already been produced it would, or it things would, that could happen overseas. It would stop and them killing VFX artists. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And I, of course, of course that. Yeah. Anyway, it, let's you do know, it. It, might, it might double the pool. They might need to hire way so? more VFX artists to co. Well, if they want to maintain yes. this workload, they're going to have to hire yes. more people. You're totally right, man. They what can't. A, a good they can't just go. Hey, you know what? You guys don't get any vacation until we finish episode ten. Dave, you know what I'm excited about? I'll just go ahead and tell you because I think you guys will think this is cool. I'm taking a class. It's a directing class starting next week with an LED volume. You're directing with cool. the volume. So I was I just going to say, didn't you just what go to going film to school? You're taking another class? <laughs> <laughs> One more fucking year, dude. God almighty. Don't stop. Yeah, you're going to have fun with the volume. God, I'm I'm excited, excited, once, I like once how you can run a company with an MBA, but yeah. an MFA, you need three years. <laughs> you, also, year. <laughs> you also shouldn't do dr- drink or do drugs before you stand in that thing. So. I don't know. It depends on what the visual is. What if it's just the end of Alex Garland's Annihilation? Remember that project? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were so screwed up. <laughs> okay. All right, people. We're doing it. We're, we're doing it. ready to go. Yeah. Dave said oh, it. You did kind of clarify. You did say it right about the buys that some yes. movies some you movies, will not hear in this first yeah. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because okay. we we have weird weird sticky outy prongs on our uh, on our bracket where we have to sort sticky outy prongs. We have to do some housekeeping uh, before we can yeah. uh, before we can actually have a solid straight ass bracket. That's right. So, and we, this is a good time to mention that we have a YouTube channel. So if this is so exciting, you're like, God, I want to be looking at this bracket. Watching I want to see it. You're, you're not going to see all of it. All, not all of us. No, you'll see a little bit. Dave's getting piece by piece. All right, yeah. people, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Dasein, thanks for your music. Okay, here we go. Hey, Dasein. D-A-S-E-I-N. Available on all music platforms. Let's do it. Up first, in our randomized generator, we have 2005's Revenge of the Sith versus 1980s. 
1986's Top Gun. Don't do it, Tom. I have the high ground. <laughs> Dave. Oh, oh, Dave. <laughs> Did you were laying awake thinking of that one this morning? <laughs> yeah. All right. So 2005's Revenge of the Sith. The really scary part is that just popped out. is <laughs> Top Gun. So any highlights? Let's do. Why don't we do some quick highlights of what we talked about with these two movies? I think Top Gun we were all very favorable on. Yeah. Um, Revenge just of the Sith, not so much. Divisive movie, Top Gun, though. I saw a list this week that was just talking about like super overrated, really popular movies, and Top Gun was was on it. And I don't know, it made me think of our conversation. I, I feel like that, um, those people weren't comfortable in their manhood. If you, oh, if, if, you or, can, if you can if you can watch that volleyball scene and be fine with feeling just a little bit weird. Dave, bring up the volleyball scene. A little bit weird, yeah, beautiful, yeah. It's a great camp movie because you know they're basically. In, camp okay. yeah i mean that movie that movie is essential and i think it's it's just safe to say that it's up against you know any of those middle generation star wars trilogies everybody feels a little iffy about them uh, what, kind, I think of, we what all... kind of camp did you guys go to because when i went to camp we were in the middle of the forest and they sat us down and made us watch michael jackson's Sex thriller camp. <laughs> we went to oh, they showed us michael jackson's thriller and we were in the middle of the forest they were trying to calm you down so that your anxiety from the Cold were, War attack wouldn't be. <laughs> were, I think they were trying to stop us sneaking out into the woods, to be honest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's great, What a weird duo. So Top Gun versus Star Wars. Yeah. Revenge of the Specifically, Sith. Specifically, Revenge of the Sith, which is... Mm-hmm. Which is a great movie. Both of you guys said, just to clarify, both of you guys said this was your favorite movie within the trilogy. I think my favorite one is Attack of the Clones, the second one. And that I, I bounce back and forwards depending on when yeah. you ask me. I, I think I do too, because I really love the scene where where uh, you and McGregor shows up with the clones. It's like highlight for me. I'm like, yeah, so cool and it's, Dude, it's so political. Seriously, I'm just, I'm just waiting for him to like, you know, cut to something and to go dun dun. I don't yeah, even mind yeah, the yeah. beginning with the you know the weird like detective chase with the flying cars and the two of them like it's not it's exactly fun. Star Wars but it's fun. Okay, anyway, um, let's also point out let's just let's just let's just clarify a few things like what do these movies not share at all? Enormous amounts of Jesus, CGI. Mitch so we have <laughs> touch a stroke out. Uh, right, we have 1986 Top Gun, which is like famously the sound design and just these a lot of really wonderful. Uh, real footage that Tony Scott and them put together of mm. all these like actual, yeah. you know, fighter pilots in planes, not nearly as much as they were able to do with the more recent one that came out last year, but nonetheless. And then we have and then Revenge George of the Lucas Sith, going nuts with new CGI technology. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like how much of that was not shot on anywhere this, this, location? I it was mean, all green this, screens. This, and... We're still trying to figure out if that's actually you and McGregor. Like... But guys, put yourself in the zone. Put yourself in the zone. We got our popcorn. That yes, you did it. <laughs> Spreading out her wings tonight. I feel the name. You, I'll drink myself. She got you jumping off the deck, shoving into overdrive. That, that, was, that was a lob up, and he was just hoping someone touched caught that. Was, okay, okay, okay. All right, uh, all right, all right. We got to we got to rapid fire these a little bit, but yeah. Jeff's ready right, to I'm vote. Ready to vote. I think we both know what it is. Actually, I don't. What are you guys voting for? Uh... Dave, kick it off. I mean, as far as blockbusters go, it's got to it's got to be Top Gun in this in this match. Yeah, three Me for three. Too. Top Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun. Yep. Top Gun. All okay, right. so in our next round, Top Gun 
will be facing off against a movie that got to advance without any competition, The Lion King from 1994. So you'll have to listen Ooh. to part two of our episode later for 1994's The Lion King against Top Gun to see who is going to advance into the semifinals. Is it the semifinals already? After um, the next round? After this, yeah. We're going to end up with yeah. like, yeah, eight movies. Yeah. So into the Sweet 16, The Lion King and Top Gun. All right. This one's going to hurt you. We, we do talk about what we're going to talk about on these shows. We, we do talk ahead of time. Sometimes it might <laughs> seem like we're really just making it up as we go. But um, I, Also, there's a little bit of playfulness. Like, we like to discuss exactly what we're going to do, and then one of us will just try and fuck with everyone. That is always it's fun. Not we just always me. Throw a wrench in it. I would never. I would never do that. Oh, to you fuck guys. off! Fuck yourself. Fuck off! <laughs> All right. <laughs> next round. In, we have nineteen ninety-three. Yeah, in our Same current. Round. Yes. Next. Well, what's the right word? Sorry, I don't follow the March Madness. <laughs> just guys. Uh, okay. uh, next matchup. Matchup. The yeah, next matchup good. is nineteen ninety-three's Jurassic Park, randomly oh. up against two thousands Mission Impossible Two. Uh-oh, this is gonna be a long this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, what's Jurassic Park about again? Oh, by the way, I was driving on the road today back from Palm Springs and I, I came up behind a uh, Jeep Wrangler on the road and they had like it looked like it was the Jeep Wrangler from the movie. They had, you know, over their back tire on the back of the Wrangler, they had like the Jurassic Park thing just like in the movies. But this thing was so fucking faded and torn up, like it could have been from ninety three. Guy, guy, guy looks down in his in his side mirror and there's John with his head out the window of the car with his mouth wide oh open. My God. They just turn on the flashlight out the back every now and then. Um, Which I'm just going to remind listeners that I called it in 93. I think there's a chance, or in our year 93, 94, in the, in the initial face-off, I think Jurassic Park might go all the way. So I think we know what wow. I'm voting for in this round. Oh, see okay. it happening. I don't know what randomness is going to get in the way of that, but I could see it happening. I mean, yeah, we got to we got to check out the brackets. I must I must say, like I watch, I rewatched Mission Impossible two, and I rewatched Jurassic Park. I, I mean, watched it since because everyone we were talking about it, and I was just like, I got to watch this again, and because uh, I like to, you know, cast my mind back to when Jurassic Park was good. And oh, oh. I got you, I got you, you stupid motherfucker, <laughs> fucking asshole. God damn, don't do that when I'm drinking. You goddamn. And asshole. I remember, like, I, I think I've said it before, like, I hated Mission Impossible too. More I than you like hated Finding Dory? I felt like, I felt like it was <laughs> that level of disdain, or was yeah. it just... It was worse. <laughs> yeah. And on the rewatch, I'm happy to say I was 100% right. I... F- I fucking hate that movie. It's like there's a couple of there's a couple of like I can't believe we let it beat Shrek. <laughs> couple of like oh, elements. Come on, it over Shrek. There's a couple of elements that are Mission Impossible, but it's really not. It's something else. Like it's it's, it's missing. It's a, a John Woo film, dude. Yeah. 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 It's well, a fun then, John Woo then film. Then call it something else. Now hold on, though, but but let's put it in the context because I think Jeff and I were surprised at how much more we enjoyed it because of the negative perception we had of it. After you know seeing it years ago and then yeah. seeing all these other successful ones, you didn't agree with yeah. that at all. You thought it was just as bad as it as you felt about it back then. I mean, I it enjoyed I enjoyed a couple. Of th- I enjoyed a couple of things more. <laughs> but Anthony Hopkins' shadowy profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in it for like ten seconds. They probably put him on all the posters too, like you know, under the arms. Where's that Sevilla? Sevilla, Spain, España. <laughs> And we so, never oh, saw him again. Nothing happened bad. to him. He just turned up and then he was never there again. Never what about again. Tom Cruise's haircut? I think that's the only time he's... It's that in Magnolia. 
He was like, I got to get these in. <laughs> this haircut's going to stay in both of these movies, whether you like it or not. He made them both at the same time, I'm sure. I remember that movie in the theaters when, when he tra- when he almost falls off the, uh, he's free he's free soloing at the beginning and then he has at the, the thing get delivered. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little like kitschy. It's a little music video, but yeah, it was, it was tight. When Come he on, almost the fell, toss like, of oh. the, hey, Dave, oh, yeah, the give toss it up. of the sunglasses when it blows the toss up. The sunglasses. And then Dang. right into the end credits, Limp Biscuit. Come on, what else are you looking for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking oh for some God. like Mission Impossible content. Like they they pulled okay. the fake, they pulled the fake face gag, but it, they just used that one gag all the way through the movie. Like there was no that's big Mission setups. Impossible, dude. Oh, it's, 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 you know the, the fake hospital and all the stuff that they set up in the, the other ones. Like yeah, the, the, even I the like set the face pieces they were for me when the person's uh, mouth I, was tied. That I think I, cool. I think for this one, I'm definitely going to lean towards Jurassic Park. You sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Hold on, wait, let's put let's put Mission Mi two one more time in context though. What did we all, because we all saw it in theaters, listeners, we're old enough to remember this, like this franchise had not really become a franchise in the sense yet. This was just their second stab at it. So I think mm. we were all just thinking like, we don't but know the what the fuck they're going to do with was these. So this good. was just another movie. It was, but it wasn't nearly as action packed. Like, did you, did you enjoy some of the action sequences of this one? Because I agree with you. I love the De Palma one, but it's all spy yeah. until that train yeah, sequence spy. at the end. Yeah. That's what Mission Impossible was. It built to an action beat. So you feel like now? Just I, I'm just curious because I'll talk about like, it at the end of this like two, episode. But because two did set the path forward for like inserting multiple action beats in the films. But yeah, I just I just don't think it for some reason it didn't work here. Every villain looked like Jason Isaacs or Sean Bean. They all look like. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I thought number yeah we joked about that right? I thought number two's villain was Sean Bean I was sure of it yeah me so too so fucking me too. sure of it too. I mean did he live I was like I know this is right after Goldeneye oh, yeah <laughs> did he live yeah he does yeah Sean Bean does not live yeah no. hashtag Sean Bean passes yeah it's um, him and Glenn Close man are you sure there's not just some Aussie sense of patriotism for Sam Neill that you're just like being a little prick. And staying true to Jurassic Park, just so you can see your fellow right, countrymen. Fuck you. You're voting for Jurassic Park. What are you talking about? Jurassic Park. You just said Jurassic Park might win. Uh, it's quarter match. It's quarter I did final tell you guys Could be very difficult. By the way, I'm looking ahead in our bracket. Jeff, but, Jeff, uh, what did, what did you say? Oh fuck yeah, Jurassic Park. Okay, well, come on. I can't believe Mission Impossible Two beat Shrek, even though I voted for it. But hey, I whatever. Go listen to our feed, people. All right, Jurassic Park goes through. Moving on, Jurassic Park. Okay, Jurassic Park is going to be up against Guardians in the next step, in the next uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. So, but moving on, competing out to get these twenty-two down to sixteen here. Our next matchup in this round. Here we go. Nineteen eighty-five's Back to the Future against two thousand nineteen, the final year of our series, Incredibles two. What's no the plot the, of the, by the way. There's no everywhere. the. <laughs> I know I liked it. What's it about? I, yeah, um, what happened? Samuel Jackson's in it, right? Is he the villain? I've watched it. I've, it watched, right? I've watched it twice since we talked about it. So. You rewatched it again? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, this is probably obvious, but we'll 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 stretch it for just a second. Um, Rhodes. Yeah. Where we're going, you won't need roads. Um, uh-huh. uh, I don't know, you guys. I think Incredibles 2 is like, this is one of those things where we have to be honest, like, objectively, if these movies came out the same year, I still think we probably would end up voting for Back to the Future. But 
it's almost like we're looking at two yeah, completely different, like the touchstone. If it, if it came out in 1985, Incredibles 2 would look like a fucking Atari game. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but if it existed at the same time, like, yeah. you know, Back to the Future is such an incredibly cultural, iconic touchstone now that it's it's kind of impossible not to think of it in that context, even though... It's funny. Despite I own, our I own, ability to remember the plot of Incredibles three, 2, we all thought it was a really well-made movie and really good and really entertaining, and we enjoyed watching it. I own three copies of that trilogy, um, and I bought... So you the own most... one copy of each of the movies no, in the trilogy? three copies of the trilogy. Um, okay, I have them okay. on Blu-ray back in Australia, uh, and I have them on DVD back in Australia, and I bought them over here to, for the rewatch. Do you have a DVD player? <laughs> Not here. <laughs> <laughs> there's one still Incredibles. sitting in a box in Australia because we're we're you know we you go back to the 90s back there. Sure, sure, Incredible. sure. Technology sure. still hanging in there. What, uh, what range is that? VHS. What DVD? What DVD? <laughs> hey, what Queensland, DVD hey, range? <laughs> what DVD range is the uh, Australia? You know, it's like one, two, three, four. It's four. Region four. It's four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you, if you hack two. your DVD player, who gives a fuck? Yeah, All right, exactly. you guys are off the rails here. Okay, I know we're going to vote. The Incredibles 2 is going to be it for the series, but just as a reminder, it made $1.2 billion. <laughs> sure, yeah. It made $180 million in its opening weekend domestically, which is a Pixar record, and it's a, highest, it's, it's a record for animated movies everywhere. Worldwide, it made $280 million in its opening weekend. Again, $1.2 billion, and it was only number four in the year. Yeah. That's how fucking crazy this 2018 was. Avengers Infinity War made $2 billion. Black Panther, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, then Incredibles 2, then Aquaman, all made a billion dollars. So this is just, so this you, is just Jeff, in that you're, time. You're saying Back to the Future as well? Yes. Okay. I am too. And just to bring the Hollywood small world circle oh, in here, in Incredibles two. is directed. Yep. Incredibles is directed by Brad Bird, who, after directing the first one, Tom Cruise asked to direct the fourth Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. So we, uh, Mr. Brad was, is... Uh, and how was the fourth uh, Mission Impossible movie? You know what? It's better than number two. It was, uh, yeah, no, it was, I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Is that Rogue yeah. Nation? Yeah. Or I Ghost Protocol. I can never remember. Yeah, it's think, one of those two. Oh, fuck. Which, no, Ghost these. Protocol came first, then Rogue Nation. I like both of them. I rewatched yeah. them not too Everything ago. for the three so onwards is gold in that series. It's, shame. it's just a shame two got the position. Uh, John Woo is still the fucking man, though, dude. Ghost he Protocol is definitely Not denying that at all. Definitely five. Yeah, dude. Black suits, white shirts, black ties, and pistols. Let's go. God, these movies um, are so good. God, all right, man, so are we doing hard. it? Good. Let's go. Great, Scott! You've moved on! That was my... That was my nice. best shot. What do you? Everybody do their best, Christopher Nolan. Uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher, Christopher um, Nolan. Christopher Nolan. I don't think that Christopher Nolan loves Ta- Lloyd Lady Nights. It's one of his favorite movies. T- give me your best, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, uh, you know, Doc Brown impression right now. Go, Dave. <laughs> Great, Scott. That's it. That's all I got. You can't. You can't do exactly what I did. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you guys. All right. To do? I screamed. What are you talking about? I hate all you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Cream. Good one. Back Good to the future's up against Star Wars next round. All right, let's go. <laughs> all right. Ooh, oh, here's Dave. a good round. Yeah, right? Dave, okay. T- Dave, tell us. Oh, I am fucking conflicted here. We've got 2012 The Avengers versus 96 Independence Day. Ah, oh, shit. Mm. Ah. Did you hear the silence, listeners? Yeah, we're not, we're, they were like even scared to talk about oh it. Oh my I'm god! Honest, this is like this is the blockbuster movie of my fucking childhood. Me up too. against Me arguably, too. you know, one of the better Marvel, which, which is saying this something. Is, one this of is the better Marvel blockbusters. This is yeah, it, it is right up there. Um, god, and I think damn the only it. reason 
I would say the only reason like Endgame topped this is because of the build to it. Um, but this this was definitely this was how you build a fucking team. So the Avengers, like I have seen that movie so many times. Yeah, which one of these movies have you seen more often? I could not tell you. To be honest, I, it might I, be an I, even keel. I, I don't know I've which way I'm going to go on this. More. I think I've, I've only seen Avengers more, it, it came out four times. Time. I've seen Independence Day. This was one of those that like for those Someone several does. years over the summers, especially when my friends and I were like out of school over the summers, I had the tape, you know, like this was a go-to. Maybe once oh, yeah. a month we would pop this baby in. Like we watched it yeah. so much. Oh man, you guys, I think yeah, I know what I'm doing, but it's yeah. Oh God. Okay. Uh, again, yeah. Let me put this into some context here, which is something that like, I still go back to Independence Day for, which is so exciting Independence Day for what I go back to Independence Day for is I still the, think the, the way sequel. that they used is for the sequel so I can get ready for insurgents. <laughs> so the way that they used the combination of, of early, early special effects and come in combination with still like classic use of practical miniatures and, and all mm. that stuff. Um, we were talked about how this was kind of the rise of the, the Will Smithdom of the late nineties oh, yeah. when he was beginning to just really explode and take over. This, this was his introduction to an action star, really like this. Even more than Men in Black. Yeah. I mean, and Harry Connick Jr. Right? No, yeah, even more. Like, and you guys, there's only two movies in this whole fucking thing that star Jeff Goldblum. Man, I, I feel, I feel obliged, you know, cause he's just, yeah. God, I just love him so much. Okay, so when Dave, we talked about Independence Day, we never talked about Harvey Firestein, who's one of the best cameos. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. My mother. <laughs> I've got to call my... i yeah. got to call my lawyer. Mom, oh, my lawyer. Get out. Does he say, like, one of my favorite characters. <laughs> oh, crap. When he sees the fire coming out. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, they just kill him. and We, we, yeah. we move right on, but he does oh, die. Crap. David. David. I've got to... <laughs> <laughs> I will oh, say, you know, yeah, the, the, one thing, the one thing that Avengers has infections. in its favor as well um, is the visual effects in that as well. They, they there is some stuff they like. They used a lot of advanced photometry. Photom I can never say it, but uh, like they took like twenty thousand photos of New York in the area they were going to film, and that's how they yeah. that's how they created the buildings for the all the sequences. So it wow. was, yeah, um, people were, and there, and there's, only, there's only like one or two buildings they couldn't get on the roof off. They weren't allowed up there, but they, they took like 20,000 something photos for those animation sequences. I think it's also unique that we're talking about two movies that, um, obviously Independence Day deals destroy with it, New York City. Avengers, <laughs> cities get destroyed, but also because of aliens. Like this is the, yeah. there was a Marvel before aliens. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like there were three or four movies that came out before Avengers. And this was such a big deal when you're, I, I don't know. I just, because well, we did watch Iron Man three for whatever that was. And remember Tony was like, still like, that was it's kind of hard to look yeah. back and remember that like there was a Marvel before they were in fucking space and the universe was at, was at risk and all these gigantically unbelievably impossible yeah. stakes. This was them just trying to save the world and then fucking aliens pop out of the fucking sky. So, I mean, it's kind of funny that they're both dealing with like, what do we do mm. when, when we realize we're not alone? Yeah. Uh, you guys, I know what I'm voting for. I know what I'm voting for, and let's, I'm, I'm, I'm let's not Let's do it. I'm doing Independence Day. I'm doing Independence Day, too! Dave! Dave! You know it. <laughs> I mean, I've got to do Independence Day, to be honest. Yes! Yes! It's, um, yes! Like, Avengers, I mean, we're talking is, about Avengers summer... is fantastic, but yeah. I don't know anyone that needed a cigarette break after the fucking destruction sequence. <laughs> like, that one 
Oh yeah, like, that dude you told yeah, us about. Yeah, that's and <laughs> yeah, the party. Needing to pause uh, that movie is what gets it across the line because like you can watch Avengers all the way through and it's fun, and it's campy. There's never really great. any big stakes. They wiped out like fucking eight cities in Independence it Day. It was the first movie to do that too. Like I think we yeah. chatted oh about that, the, but like no one they do that all the time now. Did you guys you guys didn't watch it? But there's a part in the uh, this last Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> no, the last Fast Ten. You get Fast X. They got Roman numeral on your ass for that one, where they fucking blow up Rome. Yeah. Like the town is wiped off the I watched earth. watched it. <laughs> all right, you watched it. It's just, it, they do it all the time now that this, it kind of, the magic is gone yeah. a little bit. I've, when they I've, did I've, that I've, in I've the seen the behind the scenes like, footage on that ball too. It was practical. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. It was on, it was well, on it, wires and shit, but it was practical. Independence some Day was of crazy it, because yeah. we didn't know we didn't we hadn't seen the aliens yet. They're just moving in on their ships, and people are yeah. like, "Do we want to meet them? Are we scared of them?" And they're coming in, and then they just douche, 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 douche. I mean, the White House and the the the, the guys. You know, I heard a cool story the other day because um, somebody was telling me I knew I met someone who worked with someone who was an assistant to Roland Emmerich in the late nineties, and we were talking. I was having a conversation with them about the benefit the of. Now. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. About the benefit of short films. I was like, you know, what do you think about? Are they still effective? And they said they were basically making the argument that only if they are like a proof of concept. And they referred to Roland and his producing partner, brother as well, um, how when they were trying to get this script off the ground, they made a little proof of concept short of just the explosion sequence. It was a much, you know, more minimized version of it, but just to show this is what we can do with, this is what we're, the effect that we're yeah. gonna make it look like. And it was so fucking awesome, their short film, that they were like, let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, go, let's give them a shot. That is so cool. Yeah. So oh, got, so the, got across the line for that, doing that as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, hey, we we'll need two more in this sequels. round. Hey, dude, sequels. We have two more in this round. Before we go into the Sweet Sixteen, so our final Woo! two play, our, our final two play-in games for all of them. Oh, this is another tough one. Oh no, it's not. Not all right, people. <laughs> oh come on. Well, they're not, not similar at all. Jeff, Jeff, you introduced these. All right, two thousand threes, Finding Nemo, against the highest-grossing summer movie of two thousand eight, The Dark Knight. How different Finding is that from Nemo the previous the match? Night. I mean, that is there's yeah. totally yeah. different movies. The other two were so similar. This is completely different. This is almost not fair. Ah, oh, yeah, this is God. This is and this is why this is why it's fun that we're doing these random matchups because I would never ever have put these in the same conversation, right? I mean, I'm almost uh, tempted. To, I'm tempted to try and put Finding Nemo, Nemo through just to watch Matt and Mark have a fucking meltdown next week. <laughs> <laughs> not even Matt and Mark. I think we would have death threats. I feel like this would be people were joking with us about not putting CNN. Ghostbusters through. Yeah. This is uh people would be mad at us about this one. Yeah. Well, thank God they're uh, on break this week. They're they're off this week, so they can uh, fuck them. <laughs> Matt and Mark, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Um, well, but, yeah. Let's just go ahead and say it just one more time. Pixar's like fourth endeavor, right? I'm it? having fish tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Um, no, mate, this is this guy, it's not food. Oh, my Australian accent sucks. Sorry. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> perfect movie. A perfect, perfect movie. I was, we, I was fucking crying watching this. I think Jeff and I like, Oh yeah. We just could not get over just how amazing it was. Dave, you voted for something else in this first round, right? Who was up against fighting Nemo? Um, Two thousand three would have been up against two thousand. I have it right here. You keep going. Uh, 
anyway, I, I feel like uh, it is just, we have all now talked about Dark Knight and that whole franchise twice now on our, on mm. our series. And I think we all acknowledge that there's something structurally underwhelming about the like, coda to that movie with the Two-Face stuff and yeah. how some people say that because of that, it becomes a more interesting movie because your structure kind of dissolves and it's, it's just so character driven and it's still so successful with the final yeah. theme of Gary Oldman saying he's who we need him to be. He's our dark Knight. Uh, yeah. versus like finding Nemo, which is airtight, right? It's like, it's perfect structurally. Yep. There's not a moment missed. The comedy and the heart and everything is just absolutely dead on. Also finding Nemo doesn't Spider-Man. have that one random cut in the middle where he's suddenly ride driving the bike down a corridor for no adequately explained reason. Wait, was he inside the <laughs> like, mall? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, he busts through, bust through, yeah, bust through the glass, and then all of a sudden he's driving down a corridor, and it's like there, there was no corridor on the other side of that glass. It's a weird guy. <laughs> and I love it's that, he, I love that he's I can't also, get past it. It's a weird cut, and I love that he's going like 10 miles an hour. Like yeah, maximum, so that bike is barely so moving. That's as fast as that thing goes. <laughs> also, I love it. I love it. They're like, wait. There's a truck that's on fire that's telling us to go underground. We should do it. And then another guy's like, I don't know. We'd be sitting ducks down there. And it's like, yeah, of course. You know, and they like the trucks go like underground. Mm-hmm. Okay, Captain and Foreshadowing. Cool and then they used <laughs> it in, Mar- in uh, Mission Impossible in uh, the previous one, didn't they? Remember? To diverge the trucks down idea. there. So oh, they, yeah, they did. Classic. It's all the small Hollywood um, story, you guys. Finding Nemo beats Spider-Man. Mm. So this is, yeah, there you go. This is um, this is a heavy hitter. All right, but what are we talking about? Because we have used this argument a We're few times to help movies. us like, I, I, clarify. I, I, yeah. When we sit down, summer blockbuster, what are you looking for? You're looking for a big crowd. You're looking for popcorn in your lap and eating some candy and sipping your drink and just having sitting on the edge of your seat and feeling suspense and action. I don't know. Is it is it Ugh. just action or is it, is, it a, is it a room of people <laughs> like laughing together as well? Like is, is I gotta it could be. Does that work to too? Is it a summer be, blockbuster? Dude. It could be. I'm yes, not going to be disappointed. We're doing the best summer blockbuster. It's got to be. It's got to be the Dark Knight. I'm going Dark Knight too, but I would not be. And I had qualms upset. with the Dark Knight too, if you remember. All David. right, three for the Dark Knight. Ah. Oh. Oh All my right. god! Our, Although our last... I will, the thing I did love most about Finding Nemo is like the amount of extra extra work they put into it. So when you get the DVD, um, if anyone still has like the Blu-ray of the DVD, leave it sitting on the menu. It's fucking hilarious. Just leave it sitting on the menu for two or three minutes. He starts harassing you to make a choice because he can't deal with the fact you haven't picked anything yet. It just Marlin? goes on and on and on. Yeah, is it's it like, he's like, just pick something. The only wrong thing to do is nothing, like you're doing. Dave, if you like Finding Nemo, you should check out the sequel. It's it's, it's, it's pretty... basically the same thing, just a little different. Um, all right, let's go into our final play-in game to get into the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, this is over. <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> no discussion necessary. 1991's highest-grossing summer movie, Terminator Two. Might have heard of it. I can't even Against. I can't even come up with a fake argument for this. <laughs> 2006's Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest, which is number 2 or 3 of the That's Pirates two. That's, That's two. number 2. Made yes. a lot of money. Good two sequels. Money. Good villain too. This is fun. There's fun that they're both two sequels. Hmm. Right? They're both the second installment. They're both the second. Yeah. yeah, which is the better sequel, do you think? Um, I don't, that's the I don't, only. To be honest, I don't that think that was my Pirates, only contribution to this conversation. Yeah, I don't think Pirates <laughs> improved on the the original with the sequel. I think 
and that that's the thesis right there, dude. That's the perfect argument. 1991's Terminator 2 somehow upped the fucking Annie. I like Terminator 1 a lot. Yeah, I think that's too. a yeah. kick-ass movie. Yeah, and I, watched, cock, I watched that at like, a very young age. It scared the fuck out of me when he walked out of that fire. It's just a skeleton. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. It's so yeah. cool. T2 upped it, though. It's somehow, it's, it's somehow better, I think. I think it's oh, yeah. a better movie than the first one. That and the whole nuclear weapons tie-in. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like the Pirates movies... All right, here, let me ask you a general question. Do you think there was more potential and more means for them to up the ante with T2 because it was aimed at mostly an adult audience, whereas you kind of had to have that family audience appeal for the Pirates movies? Was it aimed at adults, or did those were those kids just listening to fucking Def Leppard and shit, and they were hard, you know? <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. I You're think not my mother, pretty- Todd. <laughs> it was probably at least PG-13, right? The yeah, Pirates I'm, movies are all PG, yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure every, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. took their 14-year-old to see Terminator 2. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, T2 yeah. all the way. Yeah, no fucking, this, this, yeah, this yeah, one's yeah. over real quick. Yeah, sorry, folks. We don't have to talk too much about that. Yeah. Well, we're we, considering we did, taking you know a break. But... Oh, God, you, you don't want to know what that just put on the second bracket there. All right, we're into our second row. Ooh. We have cleaned it up. All right, so we are now officially in the Sweet 16. You guys, should we, you guys want to listen to some Dawson or do you want to keep plowing through? We can keep plowing through. Let's plow. Right. Yeah, I think we're so good. So this is it for this episode. We're going to do the Sweet 16, and then next week we're going to pick it up with the Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. We'll probably walk it all the way down, right, in the next I mean, episode. I think we might We might have to do it, guys. We might have to fucking do it. Yeah, I think we're going right, to have to. Let's go. All right, let's, let's hit it. So go. In the next round, this is Sweet 16. Now that we have we got past our weird odds and ends with not having a perfect 16, so now, after you've listened to that first whole round, we have a Sweet 16. So, Those are the as we games. told you, number uh, number one in this versus uh, is 1994's The Lion King. It got it by, as several movies you'll hear uh, in the future. So it is up against what we talked about initially at the beginning of the episode when it was Revenge of the Sith versus Top Gun. Top oh, Gun yeah. won. I so, forgot I moved that, sorry. No, you're good. So, 1994's The Lion King versus 1986's Top Gun. They're basically the same story, same movie, same music. Um, they both star Top Guns, uh, Tom Cruise. Um, oh, my God, you guys. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. a hard one. I'm going to small world it just because I think this is fun that I keep drawing these connections. Uh, in the reimagining of Top Gun, the same composer for Lion King would be hired to do the score for the reimagining of Top Gun that came out in 2022. <laughs> Cool. Good stuff. The Lion King score was a requiem mass, guys. The Lion King score is an all-time score. Dude, that <sighs> when I when I graduated from bass guitar to picking up an electric guitar, the that riff when he's riding the motorbike is like one of the first riffs I ever learned on the guitar. Yeah, oh, cool. you and like a ten gajillion other people. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it's so fucking popular. I mean, <laughs> it's still so good, dude. It's still real, so this good. Is, this is really tough. Lion King is against it, Top Gun. Is it that tough? I don't, this is this is uh, the we know what the, the worst movie design is. exercise ever. Yeah, it's like one of these movies is a good movie that's really fun to watch, and one of these movies is a great movie. Do we feel comfortable saying that? And I don't even know if that matters in the context of like a blockbuster I mean, face-off. We we might disagree on which one you think is which one, but 
<laughs> Boy, really? You think Top Gun is a better movie than Lion King? Lion King's no, a don't. perfect movie, of, Dave. No. It's a, but it, but this is the tricky thing now is that this is the summer. I thought you were going for Top Gun. face up because Top Gun is like such an icon. I mean, the eighties no. really were the the eighties like, were the best you, decade. Okay, the summer so blockbusters. summer blockbusters are for everyone. Lion King was a movie you could take the whole family out to, and they did because after that fucking trailer campaign, who was not going to go and see this? And you take the whole family out and you sit there with your whole family and the kids shut up for two hours. Yeah. Like, and it it was, it was a smash hit. Had a great soundtrack. People still singing it these days. And if we're talking about, I know what you're saying, Jeff, in comparison to like a big, you know, action driven movie, but Lion King is, is really unique in that second golden age Disney canon because it does have so much heightened drama and action. Circle of Life opening is like really intense, but the battle at the end is really intense too. So it's not oh, just it's so good. It's not like it, Finding it, Nemo where it's like a really sweet, you know, bring yeah. it home emotional ending that is still super good and entertaining. This is like, this is intensely dramatic. Maybe the most dramatic yeah, oh of God. that. But, guys, they have fucking fun. hyenas doing goose steps. Like, come on. <laughs> Be prepared. And they're literally <laughs> fucking Hitler Youth and on there. The really like, funny God, thing honestly. is like Top, top Gun. I hate to say it, but I think I've seen Iron Eagle more. Ew. Get the fuck uh, out of here. Yeah, yeah. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Boo. Guys, this... Top Gun's a great... I mean, the 80s are just such a good... Soundtrack was Queen, summer. dude. <laughs> the 80s, the 80s <laughs> are just such a good summer clean, blockbuster. <laughs> I, think the, I think The Lion King's a, a better movie. Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. Our, our parents' generation is like, what? All right, so Jeff, Jeff, Jeff just put a vote in for Lion King. I put a vote for Lion King. I gave Dave, my reasons. Uh, you go second because I feel like I've been going second or first. I'm. I've got to go for Lion King over Top Gun. Oh! It's hard, but I've got to. Is it three, three for three? Three, three for three. Yeah, 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 for sure. That is. I think one of you said you thought Lion King might go all the way when we were talking about it, right? Did one of you say that? After I, I said, said it, 90, I would never throw it down like that. I said it should because, okay. like, it's. I think out of the animated movies, I think it's the best animated movie, especially in the context of our bracket. You know, there maybe people will be like, the other movies might you know contend with that, but no, no, no. You're I just right. also, I just All also right. love that it was the B team. That's why they hired Elton John and Tim Rice. It wasn't just because they would be better for pop songs. It was because Alan Menken and um, I guess it was who who took over for Howard Ashman. Um, they were too busy working on like Pocahontas and Aladdin and those other movies mm. that were like the A team. This is a B team movie. I think it's cool. Also, so now, you said you said it. So just to clarify, we now only have one animated feature in the mix, and right because we got rid of Incredibles two and we just got rid of Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So that's a big deal. And if there is one animated feature that deserves to be in it, I mean, this is the fucking. I think one, so right? too. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was a hard I'm decision though. Not, like, I'm glad saying Top Gun is yeah. not awesome, but yeah. 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 All right. Okay. You, you want to know? Shit. You want to? Let's. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you have been waiting for us to talk about this movie because we told you at the very beginning of this whole fucking blockbuster, you know, summer blockbuster head to head scenario. We gave two movies buys from the get go because we didn't feel like doing the entire decade because a lot of people, film criticism, cinephiles, historians agree that Jaws was the real beginning of what we come to call the blockbuster, even though mm. of course there were other movies before then that did great numbers, but Jaws really did change it. So 
1975's Jaws got a buy from the very beginning of this. So finally, for the first time ever in our blockbuster throwdown, here we go. And it's up Jaws is in the mix, in the Sweet Wonder 16. <laughs> and it's, in, it's Jaws 1975 against 2018's Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman had a tough battle to get in here up against 2019. Yeah, King I can't, like, I actually managed to talk someone around to my side during that. So, uh, like, if that had such a hard battle, I can't imagine this going well. Nah. I mean, again, uh, there's, there's, there's no question here for me. I think Jeff said he thinks Jaws is going to win this whole thing. Did you say that? Guys, I, I don't want to, I, I can't keep, I don't want to throw out these platitudes anymore. Yeah, let's, let's, just, I'm the only one who's thrown one out. So you can throw one out if you want to. You don't have to. Um, I can throw one out. What's I don't, so good I about don't think it'll be Jaws. We'll oh, oh, shit. No buzz. <laughs> no buzz <laughs> there at all. Just a, an open statement. Uh, we got it. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. I don't um, think, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think the people need to hear us give a, as good as it Jaws. is, I, I mean, Jaws. dude, damn it. Being in the this, cave, this, like this thing is so good. Like when I, I saw the making of Jaws on the TV oh, yeah. uh, before we, we got the making of Jaws before we got Jaws. Um, Whoa, are you serious? That's the, cool. Yeah, there's a huge, used to be a huge delay for films in Australia. And uh, so I saw the making of Jaws. Films and nuclear warheads. Nuclear I weapons. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Still waiting. <laughs> They're coming for know, us. They push, They're coming for it, us. They push the button. <laughs> um, but I saw, I saw the making of this. The switch and on the it, wall it behind had, you. Will you let me finish my fucking thought? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Greenwald, get the and, lights. And it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the switch on the wall behind you. Hey! <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, sorry. John's caught his nuts in his chair. And uh, so, yeah, oh, so the scene, they showed the scene where the guy's on the boat and he slips down into Jaws, into his, into his mouth. Did not go in the fucking water for six months. Just the making of, gotcha. Just yeah, the yeah, making yeah, of. Yeah. Freaked me yeah. out so hard I didn't go in the water a, for six a months. A play that just opened on Broadway called The Shark is Broken, which is a uh, strange, dark uh, telling about uh, Robert Shaw, uh, Roy Scheider, and... The the fucking the the other one. Goodbye, girl. I mean, the, being the stuck shark, in the boat while the fucking shark Dreyfus. was broken. Dude, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, the yeah. shark breaking was the best thing that ever happened to this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it, 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 it introduced it introduced the concept of like not showing the creature. Yep. I'm sure that had Absolutely. been done before, but like this was in, inadvertent not showing the creature. We couldn't they couldn't show it much because it didn't work as well as intended. Yeah, and yeah, it, but, it worked to its advantage perfectly. Yeah, that was back I mean, when you could just Steven, double the budget of a film. Yeah, <laughs> Steven like, hey, Spielberg. Honestly, no, no, no. Steven Spielberg. I mean, we haven't really talked about it yet. So just the quick bullet points. Everything Dave was saying is, is like frighteningly worse. Like every single thing that could go wrong went wrong. They planned yep. on shooting this whole thing on location, up in um, Princess uh, um, um, Prince Edward Prince Edward Island. No, that's where they. Fil- I thought that's where they filmed it. God damn it, you guys! Uh, it was. Um, Boston. What the yeah, fuck is the name on Cape Cod, right? No, it wasn't yeah, yeah. the Cape, and it, and it wasn't um, Martha's Vineyard. It is Martha's Vineyard. It was on the Cape. It's Martha's Vineyard. No, that, that's where it was. Like, okay, you're, you're probably right, but I think it's Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> anyway, it was filmed at Martha's uh, Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. So everything went wrong. Um, ended up way doubling yeah. the budget. The weather, of course, didn't behave, you know, for them at all. It was the first time Steven Spielberg had ever shot in water. This was only his second feature. Yeah, the guy uh, that had to play the shark got speared dual. by drunk rednecks in a speedboat. Yeah, I mean, just everything so, yeah. went wrong. And what's so, you know, what's so crazy about this movie too is that 
I feel like this movie has stood the test of time for another reason. Yes, it's the blockbuster. Yes, it made people not want to go in the water. So like the thrills, chills and suspense and all the things you're looking for a popcorn movie are there. But at its core, this is about like politics and corruption. Hmm. And it's a character driven blockbuster, which you almost never see. And it's kind but of it, interesting. Like I can't. Was, I don't think we also, can say that enough. It was also the perfect B movie where no one listens to the expert, and they just ignore right. his advice, and disaster happens. It like it had all right. of the magical qualities in a blockbuster. Well, right, but I get. But the point I was making was that because it's character driven, and it's based on a very successful bo- book from the time, so it's not like they didn't know what what the story arc was going to be. But a lot of times with bigger blockbusters, as we've mentioned before in some of our talks about Mission Impossibles and mm. Fast and Furious movies, they build plot around uh, action set pieces. Jaws didn't do that. No. Now, and, and by doing that, I feel like they earned a lot of opportunities for Steven Spielberg to actually create more unique suspense sequences when he was having to problem solve when things weren't going correctly. And it ended up yielding something that felt like they felt like it was still designed to scare you, but it was actually rooted in something real. You were just as enraptured by the fact that the mayor was willing to let people risk their lives so that the town didn't get shut down for an entire summer. I feel like they, that's just as, as much a part of that. And it creates this not heightened sense of reality, the opposite. You just felt like there were these pedestrians that were going to have to figure out a way to save this entire town from this giant shark. Whereas most of these movies we've listed are dealing with the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like the stakes are just so ridiculous. And yet there's something even there's something more existential about Jaws to me. There's something very Mm. tactile about a shark ripping you apart. God, fuck that fucking shark, dude. Jaws. (laughs) Jaws! Jaws! You goddamn! Are we voting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not even gonna talk about Wonder I'm Woman. I'm voting we for Wonder Woman last week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we talked about Wonder Woman last week. It was good. It's gonna I'm be Jaws. three. Three for Jaws. That is definitely going in over Wonder Woman. I mean, it's it's a movie that people are still going to screenings of today. They had screenings recently. They had they have screenings they every year. In this IMAX thing. Yeah, last year. I, yeah. yeah, they did. I yeah, and uh, also like they have the like it's one of the top ones to have the screening with the orchestra. Yeah, guys, next yeah. year. You've really got to book that shark in advance to come in and play the cello, though. Next year and five. Two years, like almost, almost next year. We'll be the fucking 50, dude. I yeah, by, oh the time, by the time the third Spider-Verse movie comes out, Jaws will be 50. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm so excited. Okay, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> um, all right, the next round, the next matchup. Excuse me. Sorry, Jeff. Oh. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. oh Dave's going to cry about this one because we know what's about to happen. Because out of... Way to bury the lead. <laughs> because uh, Jurassic Park was versus Mission Impossible 2 and we, we voted Jurassic Park in in the first part of this episode, Jurassic Park now goes up against <laughs> one of the movies that got a buy, 2014's Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah. Ooh, good job. Jurassic Ooh. Park... Ooh. Guardians Guys, of the I can Galaxy. tell you, take your time on this one because the next one's going to really fucking hurt. Guardians. Oh, this is. <laughs> um... Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. God, um... You're right. Shit. All right. If stop, we talked stop about both these movies microphone. already. We, we talked about both. Yeah, talked about both of them already. And um, these are both fantastic movies. They are both. Why don't we? Here, here's a fun little vehicle. Both of these movies 
have humor in them. Hmm. Sure. Both of these movies have some funny moments. Well, that's One big of them, shit. I would almost be, I would almost be willing to call a action comedy. And the yeah. other one I would call a horror suspense that has comedic moments. I mean, good all good horror suspense does. You got to right? introduce levity to like give everyone a chance to breathe. Um, one of these movies is entirely dominated. Not, not entirely. There is a score, but is mostly dominated by a needle drop driven soundtrack. There's fucking sequences designed around catchy though. music. Yeah, it's such really a good excellent. Soundtrack. And what's the name of his tape, Dave, from that part oh, of... Awesome, awesome mixtape. And is it all 1970s music or is there 80s music in there as I well? I think there's a little bit. Of, I think there's 80s. Okay. Yeah. Versus, one of, versus one, of, one of John Williams' Ooh. most iconic scores of all time. Is it, yeah. is it is Star Wars, Jaws, and Jurassic yeah. Park? Are those the... Maybe Indiana yeah. Jones? Maybe Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Funnily I enough, all, ET, all but... three of those films are in this round. One of these movies was the very beginning of like absolute ILM taking special effects with computer generated graphics to a to a new level. Yeah. And one of these I movies, mean, that, just that, like we yeah. talked about earlier, is like fucking demonstrating where they are now, which is just absolute mm. ILM just still doing what they do. And, yeah. and and about six other visual effects companies as well, because other ones exist now. All right, guys. I, like, I like Guardians a lot. I like the characters of it. It's, yeah. it's Jurassic Park for sure, but I just, ugh, Guardians is a really fun movie. It's really great. Dude, Congrats I saw, I, I saw the trailer to Guardians and it, the Uga Chaka trailer just fucking got me. Same. I was like, there are, it's a it's a B set of characters of Marvel. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm intrigued. I went and saw it. I fucking loved it. I've seen that yeah. movie, I would say, over 50 times. I've seen it way more than Jurassic Park. Yeah, there's a lot of movies um, out there to see. But here's the test, though, you guys. We are all together. We have one night. There's only one night only, two theaters, and they're only showing each of these movies once. What are we buying tickets for? To go see a re-release of... Ghostbusters. Look, Jurassic Park just in all... It's just, it's, just, it's just Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's Jurassic Park for me too. David? Guardians is so good though, but no I'm, chance, no chance. Dave, I want to say Guardians. All right, right good, 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 good. Nice. All right, I, I mean, split vote mainly because like Jurassic Park for me might be a tad dated. I don't know. In, wow. in visually, what are you talking about? No, not even not visually. That that still holds up amazingly. It just just yeah. in like Guardians is fresher in my mind. It's funny. I associate it with like. I went and saw the movie when I wasn't exactly feeling good, and it made me feel good. Aw. Yeah. Dave, what did yeah. we do? You were living with us at the time. What, what did we do? <laughs> we, yeah, we were all living together. Remember the time together. you put 2001 on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so here's another, here's another one where we filled in the, uh, the gap, and mm-hmm. it's brutal. This is fucking brutal. Should we come back to this one? <sighs> no, we'll get, no, we'll, we'll, no we'll, let's, we'll let's keep going, because the other one, no, the one after, it's almost as bad. Because this is brutal. This is this could this could easily be like a semifinal matchup. It I could. feel good about it, you guys. I, I don't know. I, I think I disagree with you. I think this is a safe bet for me. Okay. 1985's Back to the Future against 1977's Star Wars. Da-da, 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 this is this is a little uh, a lot sharp. 
it's a little rough for me as I'm a I'm a fan a huge fan of both of these. Yeah, I am except too. You for, except you voted for Ghostbusters. Uh, I did. <laughs> did so. If Back to the Future beats Star Wars in your mind, even though you voted for Ghostbusters over Back to the Future, Ghostbusters is like winning your bracket. Jeff, I mean. Jeff, Jeff has stats on us now. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I'm keeping, I'm keeping receipts. It's like no fuckery. It's not the franchise face-off. There'll be no fuckery. (laughs) So just to give people some context when these things came out, 1975's Jaws cleared a whole new record. I think it crossed the $300 million mark in like a month or something like pretty crazy. They had never been done before in 1975. And then it was beaten in 1977 by George, his friends, George Lucas's Star Wars. It was the next time that it uh, raised the ceiling. And I, I can't remember the number, but um, when this came out, these two men kind of established themselves coming out of this new Hollywood era of the 70s is the studios saw opportunities in these what these commercial successes represented of finding a way back to making commercially successful, wide audience, internationally appealing cinema and not relying on alter driven new Hollywood stuff as much. We can have a different conversation about whether or not that was a great idea, but these guys fucking <laughs> created a whole new world that led into the 80s. I mean, six-year-old where me corporations says yes. bought up studios. <laughs> yeah, and they, we started seeing a lot more of these kinds of movies. And I think that Jeff and I, for sure, Dave, I'm sure you were young when these you know, were happening, I, I, but I bet yeah, you were able as to I, witness- As I said before, I, I saw Star Wars before it had episode four on the front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were able to witness, and I feel like I grew up, and I am now in a world where I am watching people imitate these two men. You know, like everybody oh, yeah. is trying everybody, to make everybody, yeah. fucking Spielberg movies, movies and Lucas shit, movies. Yeah. And and of course, you know, some of them pull it off and not. But either way, I just wanted to put in context, Star Wars is, we think of it because of the universe, is so wide now. There's so many shows and movies. But what it really represented at the time when it came out was that, wait, Everybody can go see a movie again. That just hadn't happened in a long time. A wide audience. Um, yeah, it's like Barbenheimer. Yeah, <sighs> like everybody can go and see a movie who again. Saw Barbie. A quarter of people who saw Barbie had not been in the theaters since COVID. Yeah, a quarter. One out of every four. Isn't that crazy? All it's right. also All another right. one. I think. Hold on, wait. I think it's worth just because one more time. Put it in context. Just like Jaws. The odds were against George Lucas. He did get oh, the yeah. green light. He did get the money to make the first one, but nobody thought it was going to work. Alan yeah. Ladd Jr., who was running Fox at the time, did say, I believe in it. And apparently he said that the whole time. So yeah. to his credit, he never said shut it down. Wasn't Alan was like, what the for, fuck? <laughs> but everybody else, it, there were odds all around. Nobody could really see it coming together. ILM, this was their first real big movie. Um, yeah. and they were, it was their first movie that they he were really literally helped put together. making it up as they went along. So they were making it up as they went along. They were like six <laughs> weeks behind. Like we do this show. Nothing Cut, was ready. Cutting out cardboard. Yeah. Nothing was fucking working. And somehow this came together to be the most successful movie of all time when it came out. And look again, you guys, if there were all the star Wars movies were being shown for like one night only. This is up there for my consideration of buying the ticket to go see like this. You know, I might see this one. Oh, yeah. I might see Empire. Right? It's still one of the best ones. I mean, I will say, okay. like I, I like I said, I bought Back to the Future for the rewatch for talking about this. I've never not owned Star Wars. Like I moved to hey, this country. The, one of the first there thing I did right. was bought Star Wars. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, it's a pretty, even, that's a pretty good tell yeah. right there. Even like, cause I, like I do some visual effects work uh, occasionally. And sometimes it's like when you're rotoing or something, you're just sitting there and it's boring and repetitive. I put the whole fucking trilogy on and I let it run on the second monitor. I mean, and I, it's, it's like, one of those, Dave, you're it's right. It's a one really of those where comfortable, like, familiar story. And I, yeah, I dig it. I have had, Dave, you're exactly right. I have had in my life, cause I feel like there are two general viewing experiences that I've had with the Star Wars intentional where I've been like, I'm watching fucking Star Wars and I put yeah. it on. And then back in the day when we all, before streamers, sometimes these things would just be on TV and they would run in trilogies. And if it was on, I would just be like, well, I know what I'm doing for the rest of my night. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I own, I'm just I own sit Star down, Wars. I'm going to order some pizza and I'm watching edition. all fucking three of them. Also, like, yeah. also, we've all seen pictures of the lines because they moved the release date up to the Wednesday before Memorial Day because they were worried that Smokey and the Bandit might uh, crush it in marketing. I mean, Smokey and the Bandit was a good film. Yeah, so uh, so 20th Century Fox moved up the release date, but only 37 theaters agreed to it. So the first, the heard, first like day, there were oh, that was back when That's theaters why. had a say. Yeah, and it's this just, also <laughs> and this is also unlike uh, unlike Jaws. I'll just throw this last little tidbit in there, and I think I mentioned this on the show last summer. Um, I had the privilege of meeting one of the young, uh, he was young at the time, gentlemen, uh, who got to make Star Wars. And he was telling me about one of the other technological advancements of Star Wars, along with ILM and visual effects, was sound. That mm. was the first movie uh, yeah. that they introduced what eventually became 5.1 sound. With, with um, They've evolved it after Apocalypse Now, because they technically got there first in a way. But yep. using introducing a stronger LFE, which is the 0.1, the low sub, the way that they were to mix dialogue in relation to like apparently the lower ends like changed things you know a lot and it set a new standard and they pissed off every fucking theater owner in America because <laughs> they had to figure out ways to this was way before multiplexes. Yep. Um, another tad, I'll just throw this one bit out there as well. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg might be credited with the rise of what eventually became the second wave of independent cinema in the 90s because these gigantic blockbusters starting with jaws and star wars brought people into the theater so heavily that they were able to create multiplexes and the multiplexes mm. eventually had extra theaters and they yeah. were able to support smaller budgeted movies and you know, things mm -hmm. like that, because they knew their tent poles in theaters one and theater 16 were going to be fucking full every fucking showing every day. So, dude, I, I anyway. it's the really funny thing is I had three of the what are now the rarest Star Wars action figures ever. There were thousands, and I played with them in the bath. In the bath, dude, I don't think I should, <laughs> yeah. guys, did I send you, did I send you this photo? This thing is vintage as fuck. I have like the legit, like it's, it's a big model of the Millennium Falcon. And my mom, yeah. like, my nieces were playing it with the other day. She was like, "Do you think? What do you think we should do with this?" And I was like, "Fucking put it back in the box. That thing is it's, <laughs> is that, it's is not that the one? It's is that the one where you had perfect. to glue Han Solo's arms on? It was that fucking detailed because I had that one with the lights no, in can, the back of the. You, I had the lights in the back of the Falcon that they had a switch you could light them up. I don't remember if this one lit up, but I mean yeah. it is fucking detailed, and we did yeah. not put it together. We bought it like that. So it oh no, like I put mine putting it together. Well, me and my dad put mine together. My dad mostly, but because uh, I got bored and wanted it off. But uh, yeah, and you available to, you in had, Australia. Do yeah, it you yourself. Had to, <laughs> you had to glue his fucking arms on in the cockpit. All right, people. I so love it's Star it, Wars, dude. right? I think it's Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars for I me. Think it's Sorry, Star Back to the Future. We, we talked about Back to the Future more uh, early in our feeds. You got to go back there. We love Back to the Future. It's really fun, but it's got to be Star Wars. Done. All right. You ready to hurt again? Halfway yeah. through our, our round of 16 here. 
1989's Batman is up against Independence Day. Yeah, that's that's hard. Again, like I said, anytime you throw out the J word, Joker. We all we all had a real. I think we all had a blast rewatching Batman. Right? We all three rewatched it. Right? That was so good. I haven't seen all that Prince music. It's so, so much Prince music. Oh man! No, and I see this is one. It was like, around the time when they got an artist though, because like Highlander was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Iron Eagle. Shame, uh, your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know that like I've seen you know read about, seen interviews about, watched documentaries and stuff. Like I wasn't old enough; I was only three. So, but I know that like the release of Batman, this was like the birth of where we are now with superheroes just yeah. dominating it and people were fucking pumped um i got to meet the man who produced batman this summer and built a whole career and i mean this is uh this changed everything at warner brothers it got them back into being a gigantic temple studio does he walk around going i'm batman it's producer i am batman do you remember the <laughs> snickers commercial where the guy gets hit on the head he's like i'm batman you guys remember oh, that yeah. from the nineties? Yeah, football yeah. player. Um, I don't go um, here. Michael. The Keaton. town needs an the town needs an enema. You have uh, the the Danny Elfman score. We talked about it. We talked about it. Yeah. Um, mm. You guys, I think I know what my vote this, is, and I think people, I think you might be disappointed with me, but I'm diehard Independence Day. I think I'm still. I am too. I I'm am. I'm sorry, Dave. Did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I know am. what? I've also I, I've also got to go to that. That's so, ahead, I mean, it's such a good summer yeah. blockbuster. I don't, I don't think we're going to be in disagreement too much. It's got that little bit of cheesiness to it. I mean, God Jeff, are you it. issuing a platitude? Is Independence Day going all the way? Is it going the distance? Is it going to take it home? <laughs> Fucking platitude. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I love it. It's just such a good summer you movie. You ready to blow up? It's called Independence Day. <laughs> I might watch it tonight. I might rewatch it for like the 40th time. It comes out on July 4th. I won't. I've Come got on. an early call tomorrow, but yeah. It comes out on <laughs> July 4th. All right. Um, all right. We got three more to go in this round. Actually, this is it for the episode. We got three more yeah. for this episode. All right. We're cooking, sort of. All right. How are we doing on time? Uh, we're only oh, an right. hour in. Not that bad. Yeah, we're great. This is great. Let's do it. Okay. See what happens when I take the clock away? <laughs> we got Ooh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you fun. go ahead. You go Tell ahead. Him. All right. We, because it, Dark Knight be Finding Nemo in that previous conversation earlier in the episode, yeah. it's now the Dark Knight versus. Oh my God. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to read. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I was like, the first you know one. I was, I was looking at. I it, mean, it was like 2001. Um, I. I mean, Deathly Hallows is just such a good end to that trilogy, especially if you watch it in sequence, and especially if you you really like watching the kids grow up. Didn't didn't wasn't Harry Potter a prominent feature in our uh, franchise face off until it ended? Number two, it came in second place. Yeah, it came in second place. uh, But we did kind of also ignore um, Batman till about halfway through, I think. Um, we did. That was an outlier that got thrown in. They came back in. Yeah, I'm also going to remember. I'm going to remind listeners that I think. One of us said this, um, it may have been me, that I had never really watched Deathly Hollows Part 2 out of context, mm. but I was watching it before we recorded that Sunday, and I had a, I had a blast. It did, it, like, yeah. I often only watch these movies in order, like all the way. Yeah. I've never really just picked one and watched it. I have sat down and just watched Dark Knight multiple times out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just me like, it is one of those where yeah. you can just one like, thing you I don't definitely... care 
It's Out of Context good. is the only way to watch it. It stands alone. Like, Batman Begins is great, and you definitely do not want to watch Dark Knight Rises after it. Okay, so why didn't why didn't the Ministry of Magic or the parents show up to Hogwarts and sit there and be like, I don't know, guys, Voldemort's attacking our kids. Don't ever think like, it. Yeah, it's okay. Don't they ever, know don't ex- ever think it. They know Expelliarmus. They know it. They're okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good. They can, yeah. <laughs> There's fucking Dementors outside the school. They're like, they'll be all right. We're trying to kill them. They're trying to kill them. They're like, Expelliarmus. Ha ha. I don't, I don't want to brag, but we, we, played, we played Harry Potter in our uh, softball league this week in Central Park. How'd you do? Did you guys beat uh, them? 34-1. Oh! Uh, oh my God, not even a fucking... Those British sissies Voldemort there, didn't beat those kids as hard as we yeah, just did. They fucking, yeah. Wow, they're yeah. really bad at softball. Um, I mean, <laughs> just, just no they, way around. Have you think. seen I them play Quidditch? Um, so it's the Dark Knight. I mean, we can't the dark spell the bones away sure. before. For me, it's the Dark Knight. Now, dark, so yeah, John has this, John's land thrown down for the Dark Knight. That's one in. Yep. Yep. Dark Knight. No, dude, that's really, two, really so that's it before doesn't even matter what I think, but I was also going to think Dark Knight. And before we move on from it, I did just want to, because you said kind of the inverse of it, Dave. I do think you're right. That like in context, Dark Knight kind of obviously, you know, stands out. It is kind of fun to think that like you get, at least you know that in the Harry Potter, like you, you're building to the final film is, is really, really, really good. You know what I mean? Like, there's it, you're not going to get is, like let down a, as you move your way. I mean, it, it's also long, and there's a, a a really slow bit in the middle of it, and it gets a bit dreary, and so it doesn't like uh, put are it. Are you talking up about against, when he goes to the woods to sacrifice himself, or is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, pretty much. Put up against <laughs> the on, dark dude. night. It's just, <laughs> so emotional. I was, I was just like, whatever. Fucking stop whining about it. The ghosts so, of his parents. The ghosts of his parents. He, he knows he has to die. Lupin? Yeah. Lupin. Jeff doesn't want to talk about oh, Lupin Oh, sorry, anymore. poor you. Fucking Lupin. <laughs> Not after Wonder Woman. I can't do it. All right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, the next round, let's do it. Oh, this Dave, is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. Armageddon versus E.T. Guys, we yeah, talked about E.T. like months <laughs> yeah, ago. Armageddon. We talked about I was E.T. being sarcastic. Were you being serious? I'm just curious. Are you, are you really... Are you really struggling with this one, Dave? Are you going to vote for Armageddon over E.T.? Are you going to do it? Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, Armageddon's a fucking good blockbuster it's movie. It's because of Buscemi, isn't it? It's because it of is. Buscemi it's when totally he goes oh, and he it. I want to have babies. Yeah. I want to have babies. I want to make babies. <laughs> oh, man. I, this is, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to struggle too much with this one. Despite the fact, I will agree with you, I had a... I had a blast rewatching Armageddon and I did not, I never oh, thought so I would rewatch it ever again. I didn't love yeah, it I, when I was younger. I thought it was fine. I really, really did enjoy it. But E.T. Like the Clark Duncan sings, leaving on a jet plane, two octaves below everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, come on. It's E.T. for me all the way. There's just Armageddon no... was exhausting. I mean, it was a really great movie, but man, it was tiring. <laughs> E.T.'s good. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw ET when I was ten, so I was right in the age frame it was meant for. And you wanted? I think an I enjoyed alien? Armageddon more. Ah! Oh my God, David! We forgot that's right. that's the other iconic score. When I was listing Mr. Williams, ET, the, I mentioned it. Yes, I mentioned it. I, shout, I shouted it in there. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think All I put right. it at number five though. And everyone's going to really ET, regret yeah. this one. Dave, uh, you voted for Armageddon. Over ET. I just want to make sure all the listeners heard you do that. <laughs> I, it's, it's a thing. It's like I, I think back and like I, I watch it and it, it's like Armageddon's just flashier. It appeals to me more um, it now is, it is as my current age. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, 
Yeah, but I when I was a kid, I even bought the Atari Twenty Six Hundred ET game. So and it sucked. It lost. It lost a lot you, of money. We can buzz if we want, but it like, <laughs> dude, there were landfill filled with the canister that cartridge. Didn't they just Atari, threw them out. Like, they couldn't fucking failed, sell them. Like yeah. right after yeah. this game came out. Yeah, because <laughs> of that game. Atari had it in the bag. They're trying and they're fucking ET. Let's go. And All right. Like, oh, okay. uh, it's our okay. last one. It's our last one for yeah. this bracket. This is the um, last one for this episode. Yeah. Terminator 2 versus The Empire Strikes Back. We've saved Son the best, hardest for last. So, so context for our series. So we started in 1980, which is Empire Strikes Back, which immediately put it up against 1981, which was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Those two movies could easily be like a top four, top eight matchup. Easy. Either of those, especially Raiders, like could be anybody's favorite summer. Damn you, random numbers. Empire goes on. Mm. And now here it is up against Terminator 2. You said Empire of the Sun, by the way. Um... God, I don't even. I don't even want to. Like, we're all like nervous to I talk about it. This is. I feel sick. No, yeah, I don't. Actually, a, um, this I'd is a fairly easy one for me. To be honest, like I this think one. I know which way you're going, but I wouldn't be surprised either way, honestly. Do you wish Ghost had moved on instead of Terminator Two? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> just for the Bernie Sanders meme. That's the only reason. <laughs> just because that thing was still funny. Um. Oh my God, you guys. I, I, hold on, I, I have to just talk about it in context of franchises again because they both are, and oftentimes these blockbusters are wrapped up in our, our no, experience a, is a, wrapped a, up in a franchise. You have to judge them by themselves, I guess. I know, I know, that's what I'm saying, is that Empire Strikes Back alone, of course I enjoy it, but I remember, and I've seen it so many times, in my T2 rewatch, I just remember thinking, like, this, this stands by itself, dude. Like, this is a... It was so good. I was just was so blown away how perfect it was from beginning to end and how I didn't feel a need to watch the first one or the third one. Whereas every time I watch Empire, for better or for worse, maybe this conversation will help me decide, it makes me want to watch more Star Wars. It makes me want to just keep going or watch A New Hope again. And I'm not sure how to qualify that yeah. in terms of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I... You go, Jeff. I think it's funny because when we did Empire as a first movie against Raiders and, and Empire is like, it's the best Star Wars movie. I think for most people, at least certainly when it comes to like one through nine episodes, one through nine, a lot of people, the, the Imperial March gets introduced in this one. They take the Star Wars concepts. They, they made, they, ILM was actually on, on target. <laughs> they were on task for this one in their new studio up in San Francisco. I just, the best summer blockbusters. I mean, T2, it's just no, dude, such no, no, a I'm monster, struggling. iconic uh, summer blockbuster. But it's like, of course you should put Empire Especially Strikes Back in LA, through. I mean... Like, are we going to be the guys I mean, who I, don't dude, do I'm, that? I'm famously Team Ewok all the way. Uh, I... Fucking Team I, Ewok. I enjoy... Fuck you, dude. You fucking... <laughs> Return of the Jedi more than Star than Empire. I never Where's the rest of the galaxy? I never understood what anybody... Why are these Ewoks more important than the rest of the... I thought it was going to be the whole... All the stars were going to be at war, but instead it was these little fucking furry creatures. All the stars were going to... <laughs> yeah. Dave, so you're saying you've just never understood the hoopla. Everybody, like the whole... I mean, everybody I, thinks I, it's the I best get, one. I get the lot of... I, well, I'm wondering if a lot of people saying it's the best one because they were told it was the best one. Uh, I know what you mean. I know, I know what you um, mean. There's, there is that whereas cultural status. Everybody that saw it's like T2 the smart for themselves, one. and it is an absolute fucking smash. Like, 
it has everything. It has the like they introduce comedy into the Terminator universe. They they like it has a young sassy John Connor. It has a shape shifting fucking Terminator. They pioneered technology to make it. It was it just you know. And granted, it's eleven years later, so you know no, it has dude, a bit of that advantage. But, it's but still, it holds up though. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah. It holds up. I mean, I, I and again, if you put, put it back to the analogy we used before, and there was a ticket going for Empire or Terminator Two, I'd probably buy a ticket for T Two. You know, it's funny. It's funny that God, that's I, good. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think Empire is the best Star Wars movie, which is why we had it beat. Which is why I voted for it to beat Raiders. But I'm actually, I'd be perfectly content with Empire not going as far as the original Star Wars. I feel like in these kinds of formats, not to be influenced by previous kinds of these God, kinds of imagine things, if we re- re- argued it down to Star Wars against Empire. The internet would fucking implode. We would have failed if we yeah. did. You know, that would have been our fault, right? Like, they're not they're not better than every other movie on here. But, um, but as far as the best summer blockbuster, I, I, think, I think Star Wars is the better summer blockbuster, even though Empire beat Raiders. I'm throwing in for T2 right now. John? T2. I'm going for T2 too. I thought you were going to go for Empire. I thought you were going to do, do it. I can't believe we did it, you guys, but I, I totally agree. Dave, the theater scenario, again, if we only have one night, one chance to buy a ticket, I think I'm going T2, dude. It's just, what a wild ride. I was, my jaw was on the floor the last time I rewatched yeah. it. And that's probably the seventh or eighth time I've seen it. It's still, yeah, it's just it's, like, it's a perfect it, fucking it action movie. It does not disappoint. Like, <laughs> I even oh, like yeah. the alternate ending. <laughs> What's the alternate ending? All right. The one with the, I think that's that just goes up the road, like it's just the road passing in a voiceover. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wait, I thought that was the ending. <laughs> no, no, well, there's, maybe there's two voiceovers. I don't know, but there is an alternate ending. I've seen both. Wait, okay. Is, okay, okay, okay. Wait, that is. I just we we just rewatched these. That yeah. is the ending, right? With her, yeah, yeah. The great voiceover. Man, we did it. Um, uh, universe, wow. fucking social media. Feel free to come after us because I yeah. think we. I hope we took that serious. That was a tough conversation there, but. We did it, man. Fucking T2 over Empire Strikes Back. I can't, can't believe we list. did it, but we did it. And you're probably mad that some aren't on the list, but... I would challenge you list. to rewatch both of them and tell me what you think was more fun to watch with a fucking bowl of popcorn in your arms on a big screen. I uh, So next week, we've set ourselves up for some uh, some fun. Uh, Lion King versus Jaws. Oh. Jurassic Park versus Star Wars. Oh. Independence Day versus The Dark Knight. Oh god! Oh no! ET versus Terminator Two. These are fucking torture. Oh, there are definitely god, there are, there are ways to shift some around that wouldn't feel as torturous, but these particular matchups are fucking torture. And yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes, I guess. Oh no! All right, Dark Knight against I'm what is Dark Knight against? Out. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. What is that? Dark Knight is against Portrait of a Lady on Independence Day. <laughs> Uh, we're not even excited. I'm glad you listened, but we're actually all like depressed. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, don't you worry, God, fans, we'll us. We're recording these episodes back to back, so we're gonna yeah, still so we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be even drunker in just a little bit, and you're gonna have some fun oh listening. Oh my god. Uh, you want to do what you've been watching really quick? Yeah, sure. sure. Dave, uh, what you've been watching? Oh, this week, um, I caught Asteroid City, which just dropped on Peacock. Mm. Finally, nice. you, pe- you paid for How pe- was pe- it? Cool. Uh, I got it on a special. They had like a twenty dollars thing for a year, so I got it on a special. Oh, used to oh right, yeah. that actually yeah. works though. I yeah. thought it was like some just fucking scammy thing. No, it, it works. Like it only gives you and, shit. Uh, it works. <laughs> yeah, it gives you it gives you an ad at the start of your movie, but you know, fuck it. Um, That's fun. Yeah. It was it was colorful <laughs> and and very very unique. <laughs> oh my god! All right, save whatever else you're watching for the next episode, John. 
Uh, I went uh, two nights ago. I finally went and saw the new Mission Impossible. Um, I, for, first thing and only thing I really want to say about like the experience was that it was still a full theater, you guys. It was a full. Cool. It wasn't with IMAX or Dolby. It was a regular theater, but I was not the only person yeah, there. Elizabeth came with hang, me. It was a full he's hanging theater. on hoping Oppenheimer gives up its IMAXs. Honestly, you guys, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it, dudes. Y'all are right. Everyone has talked to me about it. Is right. The pacing is different. Like they literally cut it differently. The way the music mm. is edited and the sound design is edited. There's almost no atmospheric sound design in between the action sequences, which created this very strange sense of storytelling. The editing created this pacing that made it feel like it was lingering in a way that they don't usually linger. And story-wise, just on the page, literally the story, it did not feel like the other ones. Ilsa, Ilsa being Sayonara, sorry for the spoiler. If you haven't seen it yet, that got me. It definitely got me. But other than that tie back to the other ones, this feels like they're trying to almost like say maybe we got three or four left and we want to kind of take it in a new direction. That's what I was thinking because yeah. you asked me is it rooted and there are callbacks. Matt was picking out all the callbacks to the like the first one for instance and I was like they always do that though. I feel like this one like if you didn't know any of that you wouldn't miss anything. You know, like it, it enhanced for people. Who I did. I still enjoyed it though. Like it felt yeah, different yeah. in a lot of those ways. And I remembered like you, you said Dan said you that was a great popcorn movie. I don't know how it lives in the context of Mission Impossible's. I'm excited to rewatch this like in context with the other ones later, but despite its differences, I still really, really enjoyed watching this movie. Like yeah. I, I, I had fun the whole time and I was kind of curious to see what they're going to do next. What a timely, timely villain. They shot this movie two yeah. years ago before Chad GBT. And they, <laughs> I mean, more, they, yeah. they're, they're thinking about oh, that. They shit. Added, so, no, they so added that when uh, one of the, one of the, the, the original villain dropped out and they rewrote the story and introduced the AI. That was that was introduced mid-production. Cool. Well, either way, it was before right. ChatGPT yeah. launched. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. they so it's still like it was freaky thinking about all these. Would things. you go? I mean, would you there. go to the bottom of the uh, Arctic Ocean in Russia and would you uh, fucking kill ChatGPT if you had the chance? I kind of hope so. And to be honest with you, dude. I mean, I Dave, know what sub I wouldn't be taking. <laughs> David, what you were saying about like old school mm. MI things? Jesus Christ, old school Mission Impossible things. I kind of love that this gigantic. AI story about the end of the world is going to come down to them in scuba gear to a, you know, oh, yeah. a, a tangible submarine at the bottom yeah. of the sea. I'm excited to, to watch fake, that. fake mask to fool it yeah. and anyway. cut someone's eye out. And Jeff, yeah. all right. Tell I'm me, a, I've do, been waiting I'll all do. week for you to say this. Tell me what you thought, dude. T- say it out loud. I saw Oppenheimer. Yes. The, 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 the 70 millimeter oh God, IMAX yeah. was only one in New York City. I went 10.30 a.m. on a Monday, which, by the way, is a very where stressful did, time you, to see a movie. I went to AMC Lincoln Square. God damn it. And We'd 10 minutes better. before the Trinity test, 10 minutes before they test the bomb, it just goes dark on the screen. No, no, like, no sound or anything. It's just dark. And everybody's sitting around. We're looking around. And finally, some guy comes out. Guys, the 70 millimeter projector is broken. We are going to finish on laser. And everybody just starts yelling. This is a packed theater. I mean, there's 400 seats. Somebody shouted that he took a $60 Amtrak train to get there because it was the only place. He's like, are you going to give me my $60 for my Amtrak train ticket? My yes, train dude. ticket was $60. You're going to refund that? I came from Yonkers. Not- what the fuck? And oh, that's at a the three end, hour usually, round trip. usually when there's an issue like this, they, they in the old days, they would hand out coupons right at the door when you walked out. 
No, you had to go to the box office and the box office was fucking slammed. There was a line around the corner. I think they're just banking on everybody just being on A-list and being like, yeah, fuck it. It's a free yeah, movie yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, guys, I fucking loved it. It fucking God, knocked me so... out. It was, a, it was kind of, it was exhausting. It, not yeah. exhausting. it was stressful. Yeah. It was like one of the lucky few that got to piss in the middle of it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But I, I, a lot of people did take their opportunity for yeah. sure. But no, I... I, the, the acting performances are just unbelievable. Yeah, Every single absolutely. person. I know all the supporting characters. Yes, Downey, Emily Blunt. Everybody give them all the praise. Killian Murphy's in every frame of this movie. And it's like a Lawrence of Arabia's that like level performance, man. It I is so, so good. Too, he has dude. so many close-ups for this monster epic. And he fucking carries it, man. He is so money. The pacing is perfect. The sound was perfect. Fuck everybody that said they couldn't hear the dialogue. What do you want? He doesn't do ADR. Yeah. And I love that. Guys, I thought this was great. I love that. The, I love the Trinity sequence. Some people didn't love it. I love the way they did it. I thought it was fantastic. 10 out of 10. God, it's so good. It's so good. Good. That was great, you guys. Right. Let's go. Uh, let's take Gush a piss break. Me, and yeah. Come back. Fuck yeah. Gush me, man. Hell yeah. Let's talk about Ludwig Gordonson's score. Let's go. Mm. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, guys, that's the end of this episode. We are gonna finish up. I think we're. I think we're going eight to one, guys. I think we're doing it next week. I think we're I think doing. So yep. Eight to we're one. Wrap this up. All right, film fans. See ya. Film fans. We'll see ya for Peace. a finale next week. Bye.